Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, Dave Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Ryan, it's been a little bit since we last chatted. Kirby, it's been a little bit since we last chatted on the podcast. Uh, a lot has happened since then. A lot of downs, a lot of ups, a lot of injuries, a lot of uh, content, to say the least. So before we get into that, just want to see how you guys are doing. Ryan, we'll start with you. How's everything, my friend? Yeah, pretty good. We got a lot to talk about. The Panthers started off, you know, had a, had a bad stretch of games. Then a, we're in a good stretch right now. Uh FAU's winning in basketball. Miami's winning in basketball. South Florida sports is uh, on the up and up. And then the Marlins start, so they're going to kill it. But, yeah, I th- I'm all good. How are you guys? I'm doing good there, Ryan. Yeah, like as you mentioned with the Panthers there, I think they were 7-2-1, and one, kind of around our last recording. Then they went into a bit of a swoon for those four games. And then um, coming out the other end now and uh, still having a shot at the playoffs here, I don't know how many people – even the most optimistic Panther fans thought oh, Panthers would be sitting where they are right now. Yeah, for sure, Kirby. I thought once we, after we ended our recording last time, we were pretty optimistic as far as the trend where we were going. We knew that we had a game in Philadelphia. Although it was on a back-to-back, we kind of felt confident going into that game, uh, knowing where the Flyers are in the standings. But lo and behold, it wasn't to be. Or like, All right, it's after a back-to-back against a nice win in, in Detroit. No big deal. Uh, coming back home against Montreal, New York. And, uh, yeah, the stumbling box just continued at home, got smacked by Toronto pretty comfortably, 6-2. to two. Kirby's boy, Mitch Marner, with multiple points again. Kirby, is is Mitch Marner just – is he just love playing the Panthers? I, I don't know what's up with this. That guy. was the Austin Matthews game. You guys just ride me on the Mitch Marner thing. But Austin <laughs> Matthews' puppy was on fire that night. Oh, pop, puppy, puppy. All right, puppy. I got you. That was the day Matthews had two goals that night, right? Yeah. I think he had two. Yeah. He was just buzzing all night. Yeah. He was all over the place. But yeah, obviously it was sucked because uh, Ryan, I don't know if you remember the national anthem. What was up with that guy? Well, the, he said he, he posted something, you know, had the had the shirt off, which is, you know, not a good sign before the anthem. And he said, uh, he said, "Oh, I'm I'm here real quick, trying to trying to learn the words to O Canada." And I guess he uh he didn't know them. And, and he said he said that the words weren't on the screen, which I disagree. I think they were. They, they always were. are, no? Yes. So a lot, of the, snowbird, a lot of the snowbirds down there helping him out. Unfortunately, we want the Canadians out of here. Spring break <laughs> is over. Your big break. Does Easter Canadians go back? They're going to be down there probably through April, May. Heck, we might stay through the summer. You That's guys just get four months of the year off. I feel like you're here from it's December end of December to April every year. It's sick. Yeah, I think that's a lot of the big money out east or whatever they're doing. Oh, yeah. The Montreal fans, the Toronto fans, they they get October to March off from work. Lots of accidents because they don't know how to drive their cars. <laughs> so, no, yeah, right. Like you mentioned, the guy just completely butchered the national anthem. Uh, or not the national anthem, but oh, Canada. And, and, you know, the main the main screen shows the singer and then above it has the lyrics to help him out. 
Um, but yeah, he he butchered it. And I know that was kind of a chatter for a while. And a shout out to our guy, John Acosta, who does the anthems and is an avid listener of ours. Uh, he always hits the nail on the head, whether it's O Canada or the national anthem. So shout out hey, to John. Be back. Shout out to John. He'll be back on April 10th for the Leaf game. Is hey. what he and John did say, I believe on Spaces, Kirby, correct me if I'm wrong. He said that there's a slight delay from the music or yeah. something. So maybe the guy, you know, that messed up O Canada didn't even, he he couldn't catch up. I don't know what the problem was with that guy. But you should probably know the words when you're singing in front of, you know, 17, 18,000 people. Yeah, I don't know how he finesses his way into that. But uh, either way, Panthers fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-2, then uh, straight back at it against the tough New York Rangers team, Ryan we were there. We're like, oh my gosh! There's what was it? Italian, Italian sausage night or something? Italian sausage night. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. It was like sausage fest all over the place in blue because there were Ranger fans like crazy. I, I mean, DeSantis must be doing something right because there's a lot of New Yorkers down here. Yeah, they love to rep New York, but they hate living there. So it's 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 a little strange, but <laughs> yeah. I'll on the way it. on the way out, you were saying what? Uh, to the New York guy, like living in New York is terrible. And he's like, Oh, I was talking. He was, I called, I called uh, New York. I was a little pissed off that we lost. And I, you know, the guy, they were chanting, and I said, New York's a hellhole. And the guy's like, Oh, well, we just beat you, blah, blah, and said something about, uh, I don't know. I was like, That's why you live here because it sucks. And he's like, Yeah, whatever. I moved here. <laughs> New Yorkers are everywhere. They're in Vegas too, though. They're all over. Yeah. No, but they're, they're, they're here a lot, but not like it was on. Uh, on that game because it was just total, total blue. I mean, I guess they're doing better uh, and it's probably the right time of the year for it, but yeah, it was a sea of blue for sure. But uh, yeah, Panthers fell four to three in that game. Uh, Kirby, I know you love your golf. I know Ryan, you love your masters. Uh, I know that uh, we've talked about this Ryan before at the arena that uh, Brooks Kepka is always, always at the games. He sits to our, to our right shoulder and doesn't matter the score, doesn't matter what what who they're playing, he's always been calling out Ekblad, right, Ryan? I mean, it doesn't oh, matter yeah. what happens. He's Did this just start this year, David, Ryan? Yeah, for me, I know he was at games last year towards the end, mm-hmm. but he's been to a lot more this year, and Ryan's been a lot more with me this year as well. And you know what? It's like five straight games, Ryan, where it's been the same thing. Uh, oh yeah i think other than that wasn't gary bettman in his box the one time he he had a tournament you're right you're right yeah but he's a he's an actual fan so i know i saw david you can like read the quotes and everything but he actually is a passionate fan you know he cheered he's even he goes nuts when the panthers score like big goals so it's not fair to say that he's not a an actual panthers fan because he i would say he is oh yeah for sure and he said you know, this is the quote that they had from him. He says, I I didn't bring the cone. Uh, he actually gave, he, I, again, he didn't actually bring it. It was his boys that he took a picture yeah. with. And, but I had told you during the game, I said, I hope he grabs that cone because as soon as he grabs that and he directs it at Ekblad, because his friends were doing it. I'm like, his friends aren't Brooke Kepka. I'm not, it doesn't matter if they're doing it. But as soon as he, he grabbed that cone after that mistake on Ekblad's play, I'm like, this is the money shot. And I just got it perfectly. <laughs> oh, so his friends were doing it earlier in the night and then Brooks yeah. grabbed it. So you were kind of ready to to capture that. Yeah, movie. Ryan and I had told Ryan, I said, Ryan, this guy literally brought a cone. And they're all dressed up in their little Gucci track suits, you know, dressed up. Sopranos. <laughs> for the, yeah, exactly. It was Italian night. So they were dressed up for the occasion. Okay. And and I knew the second Ekblad made that play, I just looked to my right 
and Ekpla- or Kepka was as red as a tomato because he was ready to unleash hell on him. And you saw it in the clip that, uh, you know, he's saying, Ekblad, you suck. He's shaking his head, putting the cone, you know, in his direction, putting up the number five. <laughs> There was one moment where he was literally just staring him down. It's not on video, <laughs> but it was. I think it was a little before the cone. Kepka was just staring him down. And me and David were laughing at that. And and Kepka said he was very hydrated, you know. So yeah. he he had a lot of drinks in him for the, from the Italian night before. So yeah, it kind of looked like he had something in him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had said he gave up a bad goal, I think midway through the third. And I just felt like if they didn't win that game, they weren't going to make the playoffs. I'm a dedicated fan, man. So, yeah, I mean, credit to him. He's been to a lot of games. He's very passionate about the Panthers. Uh, Ekblad had responded saying, I think, like, we're not buddies and we'll never be buddies. So, uh, obviously, Ekblad knows about what happened. So, Ekblad's not going to have him in the Masters golf pool this April. I don't think so. He might. I don't think anyone is. I think he has a tournament in Orlando this weekend. Yeah, they do. Maybe if so Ek- people said our Ekblad is Ekblad going to start showing up to his event, so that would be one that Ekblad. That would be up. amazing. Yeah, after yeah. after the Saturday game in in uh, Columbus, they come back home, right? I think. Uh, so maybe he'll make it for Sunday. Make a stop in Orlando, bring a cone <laughs> or something. <laughs> How funny would that be, right? <clears throat> well, Bryce and DeChambeau sign. Uh, Ryan knows oh what I mean. God. That's great. That would be funny. So he, I guess, Brooks has a new beef. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, Ryan, we've seen it all up here. Year. Right, just interrupt David. Up here in Canada, they're showing like a whole highlight reel from David's video of his past history and beefs, like with Bryson. And now he's they're like, now he's moving on to Aaron Eckblad. You get like five minute segments up here in he's Canada. He's keeping it fresh. And I told I told David Dewark, who was a guest on our show uh, a few months back, he had DM me just saying, "Hey, is it okay if I use the video?" And I mentioned to him, "Yeah, for sure." I mean, this has been going on all year. It's not something that is new to me. So I knew right away that when that plate happened and I knew they had the cone, I said, I know he was going to do something. It wasn't that per chance, like the Kodak video, that was just per chance that I just happened to catch it. But this one I knew was coming. And yeah, I told David that he's been doing it all year and, and uh, I'm glad I was able to catch it because it brought a lot of attention to the Panthers. And obviously we'll talk a little bit more on some more drama that came along the Panthers this week. And David, he was screaming the whole night too. Man. I mean, I mean that guy, he, he he was going nuts. So I don't know what the hell, why he hates Ekblad. I mean, I get it, but to be an athlete like that, and then I've never exactly. seen that before personally, you know. Ryan, it's like, crazy because we know Brooks a bit from watching him, you know, on PGA Tour, now the Live mm-hmm. Golf Tour. They, he, they say he doesn't even like really love golf. He only cares about the majors, but yeah. for him to show this much passion for a hockey team and the Florida Panthers, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> So you want to sprinkle some money on Brooks since he's a Cats fan <laughs> for the Masters? Oh yeah, is he is he our is he our number one fan now? Like uh, you know, before it used to be. Well, like uh, what famous? Fan? You mean like a celebrity? Yeah, famous man. We'll probably not Ariana. mention that that famous actor's name, but you know, there's always someone that is Ariana like, Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande should be in there, yeah. But is yeah, it I'd now say right now. I mean, he's the one that I've noticed every game for sure. That's there all the time cheering the cats, you know, whether positive or negative. And like I said, he always brings his boys and his posse. So they're there to egg him on. He's kind of got that frat, frat boy oh, yeah. mentality in that booth over there. So there's a few golfers like that, right? Oh, yeah. And, and he knows where that video came from, David. He's got the angle on you. Now, uh, so he's that's fine. Looking. That's fine. That's not my usual seat. So he'll be he'll be looking at someone else. Oh, you please. Know, you're one seat. going to come down to Ryan and say, put that away like Randy Johnson back in the I, day. I sit about four four seats over when everyone's there, Ryan. You know. Yeah, that's true. 
So maybe he he might have his eye on the wrong guy. Well, that <laughs> that's not good. It might All be right. you next time. That's fine. I'll I I hope he comes down. Get it on video. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, he might not even think it's like a normal person that goes all the time probably just you know a fan that just got it by chance right yeah that was again a pretty eventful uh game to say the least with that highlight for sure being the highlight of the night for the panthers since they lost four to three and then yeah off to ottawa uh you know a tough team a tough uh kachuk brotherly love kind of thing that was going on kachuk was getting really close to about 100 points so you know we figured could he get it there uh with his brother in town or him in town for his brother uh they know they usually have dinner with the family always big family gathering when they meet up and yeah kirby i know you, uh, i had tweeted the day of the game uh or the the day after the game that uh, his dad had some comments for the panthers uh you know anything anything you had to say about that just from the top of your head uh that you remember yeah, you um probably have some of the quotes there in front of you that I sent off to you, but it, it it's really surprising to me that um kind of came out of you know left field with uh Keith Kachuk, Matthew, and Brady's dad making those comments on Toronto airwaves. But yeah, the news cycle always comes through, and it hasn't left the Panthers this year up here in Canada. So every time they come and play Toronto on that Eastern Canadian road trip, and then through Ottawa, through Montreal, it makes major news up here, and um. Yeah, just Keith kind of spoke from the heart there and you giving Ottawa a lot of credit how hard they work. And, you know, they might not have all the pieces in place. They're missing their number one center this year. Um, they've had a lot of injuries in net. And just how they're kind of persevering game in, game out. And I know Keith watches his sons a lot. So oh, he's yeah. always there watching the games. I think their grandpa's there watching games as well. So the family is really in tune to what's going on. And I, we can't really argue like our spaces community that we talk about uh, post game on a nightly basis after every Panthers game. You can't really argue with a lot of those comments, which you're going to mention here in a second that mm-hmm. Keith had mentioned about the Panthers. And it's just been a really, I said this earlier to a new fan of the Panthers. It's even hard for us diehard fans, us fans that have been with the Panthers forever to yep. kind of really encapsulate this season game to ge- game to game. And that performance in Ottawa, that was really <laughs> underwhelming and, came at the worst time possible for sure. And like I had mentioned, this was, these quotes came directly after the uh, Ottawa game and we were heading out to Toronto and uh, he had said, you know, this is now we've lost four games in a row in a, in a situation where we had gone, I believe five, one and one or something like that before this zero and four stretch. Um, And he had said, this is do or die for the Panthers right now, but they're a soft team and they're getting everything they deserve right now. They should be a lot better than what they're showing right now. And they had asked him, uh, you know, coming into the game against Toronto, you know, what are your thoughts? And he had said, instead of trying to get autographs with Matthews and Marner, they should probably check a little bit harder. Kind of saying that rather than being, I would assume him saying that is kind of saying rather than being intimidated by them or like gawking at them, you know, asking for their autograph kind of means like, oh, wow, they're such a superstar. There's so much better than me you know you know they're they're superstars you know i'm gonna be nice around them you know keith never had that mentality he was hard to the wall and he instilled that in his kids too that doesn't matter who's on the other you know end of the ice they're the opponent and you'll respect them after not during the game is kind of where i felt uh he was coming from ryan do you think kind of that's you agree with that yeah i mean who how many tough players do we have on our team honestly like four max we have you know our top 
our top six, you know, first three lines, Barkov, Lundell, I mean, Duclair, they're all soft players. They don't check that often. We saw from Barkov in one of the games recently, but we really don't, we really do have a soft team and I'm glad he- Reinhardt, Verhege, you throw into that mix, Ryan? Verhege, for sure, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he called them out because, you know, Barkov wasn't going to say it. Maurice wasn't going to say it. So yeah. I'm glad it came from <laughs> our best player's dad. So I'm happy about that. And hey, look what happened. We won the next two. Yeah, I mean, I think off the top of my head, when you mentioned who are tough guys, I think you could say Ryan Lomberg for sure mm-hmm. is up there. Gudis, uh, although he's not fighting as often as he used to, you know, throwing out big hits. Bennett. Uh, yeah, Bennett's always hard nose. I sure. want to add a name to have I'm, a big I'm, impact I'm in the say- Toronto game. I'm going to say Brandon Montour is always a feisty guy. Okay. He always tries to get under the Fair skin. Me. He's got 101 penalty minutes, so that you've got to be a bit, of a, a bit of an instigator to have 101 yeah. penalty when minutes. When you jump on Pat Maroon's back and want to throw down with him when the old Florida Panthers didn't want to fight any of those Tampa Bay players, he actually started that movement maybe even before Lomberg and Bennett did. Just yeah, saying. for sure. I think Montour's a bit of a underrated kind of a sneaky tough guy, to say the least, you know, kind of a – California vibe, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I got the swag. <laughs> so you don't I mean, miss we miss that from Nola Chari for Mesa Marchment that got into that fight yeah. and that battle with Montur at the time. That's so, true. I mean, we can't say Giovanni Smith has been, yeah, he's kind of a tough guy, but you know, he's a eh, different type yeah. of tough guy, you know, doesn't really matter. You know, five minutes a game isn't really going to yeah. impact the game too much to say the least. So the stalls um, don't really get in there. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, to wrap up what else he had just said in that in that quote with uh, TSN was, I know I sound like a frustrated person, but I know every time I go to watch Ottawa, they might not be the most talented team, but they're always going to play hard. Maybe Florida should take a page out of their book. And yeah, that, like I said, that was the day of the Toronto game. He had mentioned that Kachuk, his son, Matthew, uh, is very devastated by the way the season's going. I mean, I remember him early on when we were on our first like funk, him saying good teams don't lose twice. And I think that was his mindset this whole season where we're such a good team. We shouldn't be having these stretches of two or three games where we're not getting two points consistently. So now after 75 games battling your way back into it, and then go into a four-game losing streak, I, I'd be devastated too. I mean, he's we've, we've said this before. He's not the captain, but he's got that captain's mentality 125% of do the you guys, time. Do, do you guys think that meeting, supposedly that players meeting that happened after the January 1st Rangers loss, the team went on to win uh, three yep. of their next four games, that if that was orchestrated by Matthew Kachuk, not our captain, Alexander Barkov, and Keith might have been in Matthew's ear at that time saying things, and that's when they started to turn it around when it was getting really dire at that time. And then it started to be like that again when this team lost four games in a row. And then now Keith's coming out and saying stuff. It's like, are these things being orchestrated by Matthew and Keith to like turn this mm-hmm. team around? That shows a little something with which we're going to get into Paul Maurice here in a second. And the captain of the team, Barkov, a guy in Ekblad that we just talked about that wears an A on his chest. It's yeah. like, it's coming from the Kachuk family. We need more than that. Yeah, Ryan, I think you would agree with me. I know that Barkov has mentioned it before that they did have that players meeting. So we've said it before, and I know you've said it multiple times, that Kachuk is pretty much the leader of that team right now. Although he's not wearing that C, he's kind of carrying the load. 
to say the least, Ryan. We gotta, uh, we gotta make him the captain. I hate to say it. Well, I don't hate to say it. I love to say it, but it's, it's tough. Ryan, Ryan, I, I, I get it. Com- you can't Ryan. pull it from him. I get it. I get it. Ryan, I got a comment. What's from up? A I got a comment from a fan today. <laughs> you know her well. Okay. He sent a message to me and said, "Barkoff is the soul of this team, whether people like it or not." <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I, mean, I, I would say, but it wasn't me. I, Sorry. Yeah, it does. I, I would say Kachuk is the soul of the team. I mean, you you can't pull the C from Barkov. I, I don't know if that's what you guys are like implying that because Kachuk is the leader now. But right, right, right. You can't. You just can't. I Me and David, uh, David, are you and I conflicted on that? We're fine with Barkov having it, kind of both. I don't know. You know. Well, I mean, we we forgot to mention earlier that he did become the all time franchise leader in points during this stretch of a bit of a funk. So it was nice. And to- he's been playing some good hockey of late. Yeah, nice to salute the captain, you know, being number one in in points and passing his good friend Huberto along the way. So, you know, that's something that definitely he still has that kind of veteran uh, presence as far as the Panthers organization is concerned. But, I mean, just from this season alone, you know, Kachuk has been there every game. He's been there consistently. He's, you know, maybe had maybe three or four game stretches of no points and then bang, he gets a freaking five, six uh point games in two you know two games six points or something like that uh where barkov has kind of been like a steady 1.2.1.0 you know never breakout games per se uh this season that kind of just made him explode off the stat sheet so and you could say that second line's been better than the first line this year with bennett and we're going to talk right right montreal game so it's kind of that second line has carried us through some big games and big wins this year Right. So to say that the, the C should be taken from Barkov is very critical. I mean, that's normally fans a situation. are still saying it though, David. Fans are still for sure. And that's normally in a situation where maybe the locker room isn't going so well, or if if uh, the player doesn't like the way the organization's going. I mean, he just signed an eight year an eight year extension. It's not like he's getting towards the end of his contract or something like that. So I mean, I don't see it happening. Uh, like I said, unless Barkov just clearly says, yeah. I don't mind Kachuk having it, or maybe it's a burden to me. Um, I just don't see it happening for sure. But yeah, it was very interesting quotes from Keith to say the least. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of fans took it the hard way. Uh, a lot of people were saying, yeah, I, I 110% agree with this, with what he had to say. Um, you know, I, I happened to post this on uh, the 29th and it got a lot of traction, not just from Florida Panthers fans, but from, from Ottawa fans, from Montreal fans, just kind of seeing, oh, you know, this is the downfall of Florida. This is this is where they just the tires blow up and the rest of the season's gone and and stuff like that. But uh we'll get at we'll get into this after this commercial break. But you know, we'll we'll mention that maybe these comments is kind of what has sparked the Panthers and what caused a spark in the coach is you know uh behind the bench uh antics that maybe we'll talk about after that uh, maybe this was direct quote from Keith that started this fire. So after this quick commercial break from uh, DraftKings, we'll uh, we'll break that down for you guys. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, Combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day 
to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, like we mentioned, obviously a big game in Toronto. We knew that it was do or die at this point. The Panthers were, I think, three points behind or something like that on on Pittsburgh. They needed points to stay within reaching distance of them, to say the least. And yeah, like we had mentioned, the Keith Kachuk quotes had come out that morning. I'm pretty sure it had been, you know, seen throughout the afternoon for maybe some of the players. I would say Maurice probably heard it and was like, oh my gosh, you know, this guy's calling out, calling out the team. You know, we need the guys to show up and show that they're not, you know, soft little babies. So uh, yeah, a big game in Toronto, a, a barn we've done very poorly in in the past three, four years. I think one and eight or something like that, they had said uh, during that stretch. And the one game that they did win was because Mark Pissick had a hat trick, I think, Ryan. And you remember Mark Pissick. What, what was his nickname again? You remember? Uh, I don't yeah. remember his nickname. Prius or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Prius hybrid. Okay. The Prius hybrid. I, that's what Ryan drives nowadays. So I'm surprised he didn't what? know. What? That's not what you're driving? <laughs> A Prius? I thought you were all about the electric cars. This what does this mean? This you know I'm not I'm not even gonna say anything about I'm not allowed to. But this oh yeah you're allowed to say night. something, but you're not allowed to yet. <laughs> wild, <laughs> wild night. That's fine. I'm gonna post the video. Screw it. I will post the video when the Panthers win. All right, that's fine. Man's coming at me. So so anyway anyway uh yeah we mentioned the the Keith Kachuk quotes earlier and I, I posted the video and a lot of people posted the video of Maurice going off on the bench, calling the players, quote, playing like effing uh, bitches, I guess I'll say. I think that's what he said. Uh, and 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 something else that has to do with female genitalia or something like yep. that. So, I mean, Kirby, I, what were your reactions when you saw that first? And then we'll go to Ryan. Well, I had, the, of course, the Sportsnet feed. So they were right on top of it. And they showed the whole thing before he took his glasses off, after he took his glasses off. And, um, you know, I've heard some comments after the game, too. And they're like, well, maybe Maurice just gets fired up every time he comes back to Toronto. Obviously, he's a former coach way back in the day of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the media gets him going because he gets challenging questions that he doesn't get normally with the Florida media. So I think that fires him up before he even... Uh, starts the game in Toronto and you, you we saw it um, previously with the refs and then this one was w- directed directly at his own players so we've seen Maurice get fired up twice this year both times um, at Toronto and uh, yeah I, I I wanted to see that more in, earlier in the season I said to people like was this going to make a difference and then they're like Kirby well it's a little too late now I'm like oh, I don't know like is it too late but I, I do get their their stance on it. He's, there's been so many points this year where he's could where he should have done that probably. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, like you mentioned, David, if it's coming off the heels of the Keith Kachuk comments, the questions he's getting with the Toronto media, and when you lose four straight games, like that heat is starting to intensify. And you know, no one's job is safe. You know, player, coaches, um, general managers, and maybe he's starting to feel some of that internal pressure finally which the fan base has been putting on him all year. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and we can talk if it if it worked or not, Ryan, but I, I had no problem with it, really. Yeah, I, I think that was definitely for his image. You know, they've lost four straight. You have to you have to do it. If, 
you know, Barkov's going to sit there and not say a word. I mean, you, you have to yell at you. You have to yell, do something, throw things, throw stuff on the ice. I don't care. Get them fired up somehow. I had no problem with it. I I want to see more of that when we're, you know, struggling. If we lose three in a row, two in a row, three in a row, and we look like shit, then you got to do it. Yeah, I remember a lot of, you know, seeing a lot of different comments, positive and negative. Uh, you know, people were saying, I guess he did hear Keith, what he had to say. Uh, Logan from our uh, Discord had said, and Maurice, I trust. Uh, others were saying, thank you, Papa Kachuk, for getting this out out of Maurice. Um, people saying, too little, too late. The Panthers already have given up. The players don't even look interested. Um, the, this guy says he should have done this a long time ago. So, you know, mixed emotions from the Panthers fans to say the least as far as if they liked it or not. But, yeah, I mean, to say that to, to be totally honest on that game, I mean, I don't know if the speech did anything to the team because they played terrible. I mean, Kirby, Ryan, that was probably one of the worst performances i've seen for the first 40 minutes of that game in a long time from them yeah going back got, to before christmas i think yeah i mean they had a good start with lundell scoring early off of a turnover but other than that it was just total domination i think we got out shot 40 to like 27 or something like that yeah like face-offs were 34 18 in favor of toronto toronto was winning in the face-off circle i mentioned on spaces at one point like they ended up winning 65 to 34 which is unheard of i think they were winning at one point 72 or 75 percent halfway through the game that's crazy something crazy that again the panthers just couldn't get anything going if it wasn't for lion to be honest i mean it would have been over we wouldn't have had any chance in the first you know 40 minutes uh you know, they had a penalty shot that was saved by Lyon. Uh, our power play was terrible. I don't think we had, I think we had like two power play shots um, on, I think it was like four power play attempts. So Till the very end. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know towards the end, but I mean, the first 50 minutes were just terrible hockey. And to say that Toronto deserved two points and only came out with one and somehow we came out with two is to me, a borderline miracle. I mean, you have Alex Lyon, going up against Toronto Maple Leafs on uh, the beginning of a back-to-back uh, with with uh, Bobrovsky announcing that he was sick the day of. Like, if he it stonewalls them in the first period for 14 saves, doesn't allow a goal, saves yeah. a penalty shot, yeah. is stands large and big late, uh, you know, after Matthew scores his 37th of the year. You can't ask for much more. And is Alex Lyon the reason why this season is – you know, not on life support, but the Panthers have a decent chance at the playoffs here. For sure. And I mean, yeah. the, there was also that offsides call, Ryan, sorry for cutting you off. Oh, no, you're good. There was that offsides call that was, uh, or they scored on the offsides goal that, which led to that, you know, Maurice rant. So a couple of lucky bounces, but Ryan, I know you love Sam Reinhardt. He got a big tip. I always say that's a big tip. That's a big tip. <laughs> you, you just love saying that, but yeah. I don't hate Reinhardt. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just saying Reinhardt has a big tip. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, he has a he has a big tip. That was, you know, that was set up by our boy, our boy Ekblad on that play. Um, or Brooks boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing about that game that was great was was you know Barkov's pass to um Montour and Alex Lyon. Those were the only two things. Everything else was kind of garbage. Kirby, what you were saying before about the faceoffs, Lundell won three, lost nine. Eric Stahl, 1-2, lost 7. Barkov, 1-10 and lost 12. And Reinhardt, 1-3 and lost 4. So 
very poor in the circle. I know you're big on, I know you're huge on the face-offs. Yeah, I do like to kind of um, lean to that when people are saying, oh, it's overrated stat, you know, when you get into analytics. Like so many times when the Panthers have gone downhill, even in the playoffs against Tampa Bay Lightning, it's off of face-off losses, drawback, and, you know, just those ugly goals, David, that you talked about a lot last year on Spaces and Ryan, you know, those Mm -hmm. Corey Perry-type goals. Yeah. just kills us, right? And for the Panthers to be able to get control late in that game, to be able to get, you know, a a puck back to Ekblad, I can't remember, was that off the face-off draw or not? And then that um, pass from Montour over to Ekblad and then the shot from Ekblad, high slot area with Reinhardt. Reinhardt's quietly having a good year, 28 28 goals. And fan base has got on him a lot this year too. And uh, it's nice that he's playing some of, you can say, playing some of his best hockey in these last few games as well. Yeah, I mentioned in spaces the night uh, after the Montreal game that, you know, Reinhardt was never a a 30-goal guy. He was always flirting around 23, 24, 25, I think was his career high. So, if you're getting, you know, 60 assists from him on a yearly basis and, uh, you know, he's flirting around uh, 20, 25 goals, you always say, okay, that's what Reinhardt, you know, you hope for him to be. Um, but for him to be around 30 goals and yeah, his assists are a little bit down, I think he's around 35 or 32, something like that. Um, but Reinhardt to be around 30 goals is just kind of uncharted territory from him. Uh, and he hasn't had consistent line mates all this year like he did last year in Marchman mm-hmm. and Lundell when they were both healthy right. alongside Reinhardt. So playing up and down the lineup. And I know he gets paid $6.5 million a year, and people will mention the contract. But it's remarkable to kind of put together two really good back-to-back years when he started slow coming out of the blocks in both. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been around a point pace since the uh, since the new year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he got an assist on Montour's uh, <clears throat> game-winning goal there and and you know in the scrum of all of this Brandon Montour became the Florida Panthers leading defenseman for a regular season for points uh was it 64 now Kirby I think it is 40 or 14 goals. what he's at <clears throat> surpassing uh Keith Yandel's record yeah 64 14 goals 50 assists yeah yeah so shout out to to Brandon I know Tammy you, Kirby you're trying to get her over to spaces but she's stuck with me on uh on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> she's always Your liking room. she's always liking the post. Brandon is always actually looking onto the post as well whenever I tag him in there. So you're getting some Kevin Weeks attention. I got uh Bill Lindsay to follow me this week on Twitter. So like like Ryan says, get them to come over to Twitter. Follow us there. Yeah, Ryan Lombard. Bill Lindsay's my boy. That's right. Yeah, we need to get him on I the interviewed him back way back when. Yeah, Ryan Lomberg followed us on Instagram. So yeah, the boys are checking us out for sure on Instagram. And then I know uh Weeksy, like you said, and um Bill Lindsay on Twitter are adding to our follower collection. So yeah, it's always fun to see that for sure. But yeah, yeah, that wrapped up Toronto. I mean, vibes were high that night for sure. I think we're like, okay, we got it done. Now we're right behind Pittsburgh. Our eyes are set on Montreal, an easy game. You know, we got this in the bag and you know, right after Montour had had his career, uh, you know, defining, I guess, point total that would, you know, cement him in Panthers history for a while. Um, now we have Matthew Kachuk. It's a hat trick in Montreal. We thought Barkov was Montreal's daddy, but it's looking like Kachuk, Kachuk is co-daddies, co-daddies. What has he got? Twelve or fourteen points in the three in the four games that they we played against him. It's something crazy like that. Um, so yeah, Hattrick for Kachuk, 38 goals now on the season, uh, to be up with 63 assists. Um <clears throat> most I think 
all of those play, no one the one goal came on the power play and everything else came on even strength so to, adding up to his total even strength points which i think only trails i want to say mcdavid and kirby's boy eric carlson for the league lead and even strength points across the nhl so okay. Kachuk gets you know his 101th point obviously a nice uh, landmark for 100 points for a panthers player second ever player to do it but ryan i want to mention one player to you that we've all been very critical of that's probably playing maybe his best hockey of the year in anton lundell anything you got to say about our good friend anton good friend i mean i'm I'm glad he got he got a goal in back-to-back games is because keith kachuk called him out i think you oh, know that was partially directed at one of the softest players on the team you think that's where it was directed? I know our not space not, not directly, but he's one of the one of the four or five guys. You know, I know so. our spaces community. Lex, Bow, Ryan, you're in that group. Call out Lundell on a nightly basis. You know what I say about him? Like he, he better get in the gym, um, in the off oh, yeah. season and, and put some weight on and start to play. Because I I've been saying in our spaces community, people are like, "What's wrong with Lundell Kirby?" And they ask me questions about him. I'm like. He's not a good enough established player in the National Hockey League to dictate what style of coach he should have or who the future coach should be after Maurice. He has to get out there and just do what's asked of him. His name isn't Barkov. He's not Kachuk. He's not even Ekblad or Bobrovsky. So he needs to get out there and do what's asked of him. Because everyone that thinks that he's going to get a coach tailored around his style, I think has another thing coming. So, you know, maybe Lundell's hearing some of this stuff. Ekblad's hearing some of this stuff. Barkoff at times has probably heard stuff this year. You got to know these guys are listening because when you see them respond, um, that tells you something, right? And I, I think you can look like namely at Ekblad, but just how Lundell's looked here. Yeah. And maybe we found some money here with Ek, uh, sorry, with Lundell on the Kachuk line as we don't know the status of Bennett and what that's going right. to um, hold. But, you know, you would think Bennett would go back with Kachuk, but then is Lundell going to play on that, you know, wing? Because I think Lundell gives elements to Kachuk's game that Kachuk doesn't have like the speed element where he scored that trailing goal Lundell was busting up the ice you know and Lundell's getting some turnovers he got the pizza given to him in Toronto so he put that in the back net but that finish on that one Lundell goal was pretty that was one of the prettiest finish goals of the of this year um from Lundell so you got to wonder can he keep this up um better late than never but like where was this earlier in the year yeah, 12 goals now and 20 assists for Anton Lundell in the season, so up to 32 points um, <clears throat> for the young Finn. But, yeah, like you said, Kirby, it's it'll be very interesting what happens here down the stretch with uncertainty of Bennett and stuff like that. We're really going to need Lundell to be huge down the stretch, and I know Randy Moeller uh, had uh, mentioned that during the broadcast as well, that uh, what a boost that would be for Florida if Anton Lundell can get going and be a point per game guy in these last, you know, six or seven games uh, down the stretch here. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it was a wild six or seven games that we had since the last episode. I mean, there was a point where we were at an all time high. All right. Playoffs are at an 80 percent chance now to a week later. Oh, my gosh, it's only 20 percent. And now, OK, we're about 55. 55 60 percent so uh before we talk about the schedule ahead here real quick ryan i'll I'll say with you i mean are you does this team convince you that they can you know jump over pittsburgh at this point in time no i'm but i'm more convinced that pittsburgh will will blow it so i mean i don't think any of these teams right now are deserving or will earn it i just think i think i don't like pittsburgh at all honestly i think they're gonna choke it away um 
they're just they're not good. They're they're just not at all. They don't have goaltending. Their defense, I believe, has sucked for a while. Their offense has gotten a little better, but they're they're not going to last. And I think they have a harder schedule than than us. Yeah, they've been on. I think that's what it comes down to. On a bit of a funk, you know, losing to teams that they probably should win, and then beating some surprise teams like beating Colorado on the road, beating uh, New York uh, Rangers on the road, and then losing to Montreal at home, losing to Detroit. Uh, on the road, seven to four. So they've been a really inconsistent team and they play Boston in their next game while we play Columbus. So uh, hopefully by the weekend's end, we're ahead of them a bit, but Kirby, we'll go to you. What, what what are your thoughts on this? You know, what seems like it now it's, I think the Islanders are kind of pulling away a little bit while we've got to really pay attention to Pittsburgh, I guess. You asked me, and I was going to comment on the Islanders as well. You asked me after the Montreal win, where's my percentages or odds and, like Ryan's not super confident. I just got to give the answer. I don't know. And then my answer to you is about 45%. And you're like, well, Kirby, the, the odds are the percentage that come out by money pocket is going to be higher than that. And I was like, well, that's just kind of the number that I'm putting on it. Cause I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I was kind of putting it down towards about a 40% chance, but on the Islanders front guys, yeah, they're playing a back-to-back on the weekend with Tampa Bay and, and Carolina. And then they've got Tampa Bay again, um, after a three, four day layoff. So if they only get one point in those three games or lose all three, then some Panther fans are looking at like the Islanders are now all of a sudden back in play. So right. um, we have to see what kind of the, how the weekend shakes out with the Islanders too. But with Pittsburgh there, David, you mentioned that Pittsburgh's going to have to finish ahead of the Panthers for points, right. To be able to get in. Yeah. That's kind of the situation with Pittsburgh is that they're technically Although they're a point, although they're a point ahead of us, they're very, very susceptible that once the, if we catch them, let's just say, by a one point swing ahead, the reality is that they're two points behind us because the tiebreaker goes in our favor one hundred and ten percent. We've got thirty two regulation wins to their twenty eight. So with only six or six games remaining. There's no way that they catch us on regulation wins, which is the first tiebreaker if you finish tied in points. So just on that stat alone gives me a bit of a more confident kind of outlook on this because, again, they have to beat us for points. They cannot tie us. So if it comes down to the last game where we're tied for points, Pittsburgh needs a result while we need a result that's just as equal to them. So it becomes a very, very difficult situation for Pittsburgh if they fall behind in this in this scenario. Um, so the Panthers are still going to yeah. get produced. It's, it's not a matter of, of them, you know, waiting for Pittsburgh to fall off. And as of this recording, David, six games left, four are on home ice, two are on the road, and you can only constitute one being a tough matchup or semi-tough matchup that's on the road, which will be against the Capitals, and then the four games right. at home – which is Buffalo, Ottawa, Toronto, and Carolina. Well, right. Toronto, Carolina wrap up the year for the Panthers. They might be resting players at that point, Toronto right. and or Carolina. Right. So you might have one game there that could be handed to you that if you win that game, you get in. So yeah, I do like what their schedule is ahead. But again, that hasn't mattered a lot over these past couple of weeks because the Panthers have lost teams like the Philadelphia Flyers. So I get that. But just having two games left on the road, one of them being Columbus, you know that you could say that favors the Panthers as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. And they play Boston in their next game. So we're hoping that they can give us a little bit of a help so we can uh, be right there with them. So 
Yeah, it's a tough stretch. I mean, I think I'm with you guys, you know, around 50% right now as far as what could happen. But if the Panthers can continue to get uh, some points here, it'll, it'll be uh, very, very nice for us to to be right there with them. So it's coming down the stretch. It's kind of the clutch moments, less than two weeks till the regular season's over. You're hoping that the season can go into the postseason. But, um, yeah, a tough stretch for sure to come. I mean, never easy games to win in the NHL. We know that for sure. Um, Ryan Kirby, not sure if you guys had anything else. You I don't know. We got some fun polls or memes or anything to share on the way out. If Ryan has his loser of the week, I don't know if we, is Ryan still with us here? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got a loser. I got a loser for okay. you guys. Okay. I mean, the only real poll I really had this week was, um, regarding the, uh, the season that Huberdo had last year and Kachuk is having this year, as far as which has been more impressive, I guess to say, and, uh, 62% have said yes to about 20% no, and about 15% say, you know, see the results. So split that in half. It's about 70% uh, that they're more impressed with Kachuk's season this year than they were with Huberdo's last year. So um, uh, I think the main emphasis on that would be that Huberdo's points were, were, were good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, but they were not as clutch. I mean, they were clutch for sure in the comeback cats and stuff like that. But, but it was a t- It was by committee, kind of. I right, say. right, exactly. Where Kachuk has had to, you know, get these points in big games, you know, and and big situations where, uh, you know, he's had to step up and get a hat trick, or he's had to step up and get four points, or something like that. And, and they're quiet points that. Uh, or make loud noise at the end of the day because you know you watch the game and you're like, all right, is Kachuk going to get going? And then bang, all of a sudden, three goals, three goals or two goals in in a matter of two minutes, and you're like, okay, well now he's the goat, you know? So yeah, and against really good teams in front of the net, not not to discount anything with Huberto, because I had to think for a second where I wanted to vote, but I said Kachuk's starting to hit that goal pace that I envision him. I envision him as like a forty point, uh, forty goal guy and a 55-60 assist guy. And I said even this first year, I can't remember what our numbers were. I think I had him around the 92 to 94 point range, but I envision him closer to that 40 goal plateau, and he's going to maybe get there now with that hat trick, putting him, I believe, at 38. And I just think he adds a different dimension to the team that Huberto didn't, which I mentioned in your poll. And also said, um, you could say Kachuk's season's arguably more impressive, better. And I said, that's more up for the masses to debate which one was better. But to me, more impressive Probably the Matthew Kachuk one with all things considering how the season's gone and pretty much putting the team on his back. And I don't know if Huberto would have been able to do that in the same situation last year if the right. pitcher looked similar to this year, let's say. Right, right. Ryan, wh- how are you on that on that uh, poll? I mean, it's definitely Kachuk. I mean, everyone was lighting it up. We were, you know, we didn't we have an like NHL record goals average per game scored for us? I mean... Yeah, everybody I mean, was putting up huge numbers last year. It's, a, I mean, it's a different style we kind of play now. Kachuk's carrying our team right now. Four points against Montreal. He literally, you know, won us that game. That's he's the daddy of the Canadians. I mean, I, I don't co-daddy, know. Daddy, was mostly assists, you know, secondary assists. So I'm, I'm going Kachuk. Maybe it's just because he's still on the team, but Kachuk is just dominant. Yeah, and we're going to undersell Huberto a bit, I guess. Like, David, you can maybe make a case for him because, like, you're a huge Huberto fan. And, you know, recency bias comes into play there. But I don't know. This is just yeah. I mean, such an, back-to-back impressive seasons. What Huberto did last year and what Kachuk's doing now. Yeah, I mean, 85 assists for Huberto, I think, is an NHL record for a winger. 
so not to discount any of, of those feats for sure at, you know, 1.43 points per game at 115 points last year. Uh, you know, it was something that will be historic in the Panthers, you know, history books for a long time. I don't think Kachuk has the capabilities, you know, unless he gets 14 points in six games uh, to catch him right now uh, will be very difficult to, to say the least. But yeah, I mean, like you guys said, you know, a lot, the, the goal scorers are much harder to, to find if, you know, it's harder to find in my opinion, a 40, 45 goal score than it is to find a 30 goal score in the mm-hmm. NHL. So, and I'll make a hot take here. I think Kachuk could be a 50 goal scorer for us in the future. Yeah. I mean, his, his expected, oh, not again. Don't, we can't well, say yeah. that. We I didn't know. I wasn't working this. that off for David. I was just David's, saying that off of the David had the season. worst prediction of the season. I think that's been great. <laughs> Should I say that in the off season? 50 I think that's next been I'm not saying next year. I'm saying in the future. He's a young guy. I think that's been graveyard from future predictions in in the, the FLA Cats hockey podcast. The same, well, he's trying to bring some positivity to this community. I mean, it's possible, but last time my dumb head said it, I freaking cursed him to twenty goals. Like, <laughs> but Ryan isn't Kachuk more of a goal scorer than Barkov? He wants. I to mean, I think Barkov could be a great goal scorer if he wanted to shoot the puck more. But that ain't gonna change. I don't. Think. It's not gonna change. Yeah, could, could, I'm not even gonna comment on this because I'm I'm not gonna get this on record because I know we're gonna play back David's clip later of him saying Barkov's gonna score 50 goal, and I'm not gonna say that he's gonna get it. So yeah, we need yeah, to have our best of podcast at the end of this. Year. No sound bite. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like I said, Huberto's ranks up up there in all time Florida Panthers greats regular seasons for sure and the, you know when it's all said and done you know let's say Kachuk gets another eight or nine points about 110 I mean that's that's impressive to say the least and I think he's kind of solidified himself for the time being being number two in the heart race like you had said you know multiple episodes before Kirby so uh, I think I think but Steven kid- others still get on me when I said Kachuk was hitting a bit of a slide I just call it like it is but I've been saying he should be up for MVP yeah. consideration and now everyone's kind of jumping on that bandwagon if they weren't on it before yeah for sure i mean just saying you know how his impact is kind of uh you know propelled the panthers who were 16 18 and 4 at uh at christmas to now you know five games above five or like six games above above 500 uh has really just been instrumental to this comeback for the panthers to even have a chance right now uh you know heading into april so yeah, that was really the only poll I had that was a bit spicy, in my opinion, this week. Um, Ryan, I know we like to end off. It's been a while again. Your your loser of the week uh, need to have some oomph this time. So uh, if you don't mind having at least one for us this week, uh, we'd be very yeah. happy to hear it. <sighs> yeah, this is going to be a direct shot at every single person that's listening to this podcast. The, the more the community. Okay. Um, it, it's gonna it's gonna be the Discord. I've I've been seeing a lot of things in the Discord, like, you know, they were they were roasting spit and chiclets, and then you know, they were saying, oh, they never say anything about us, and then the Panthers won, you know, they beat Montreal, New Jersey, Detroit, and then you know, spit and chiclets was hyping them up, and then they lost four in a row. So like, what what do you want them to say about you know about spit and chiclets? And everyone was going off on them saying, oh, they only really care about content and posting, blah 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 they got some good stuff so that's one on on um on the discord and number two is against toronto when we were going into overtime i said we i said something like oh we need two points one is not good enough and then number one the the captain had to say oh 
oh, he's not happy. He's not happy. I'm sick of loser points. Loser points are losers of the week. If if we got one point in that game against Toronto, look how different this season would look at, in the standings. That's true. We'd be two points behind Pittsburgh. They have a game in hand right now on us, which is fine. But we got that second point. I'm sick of loser points. They don't do anything this late in the season when we've already dug ourselves in a big hole. And especially that the time that it came when we were, you know, we had lost um, four in a row at that point. And if we, we had lost the fifth one in overtime and gotten one point in five games, that's that's horrible. So Makes losers sense. of the week are loser points, David and Discord. Me. David, oh. you were chirping at me. That's fine. I always chirp. I, I got an honorable mention for Ryan. I know they just had an impressive victory over the Detroit Red Wings, but if the Winnipeg Jets blow this playoff chance and opportunity and miss the playoffs, this will be one of the biggest choke jobs uh, in recent memory. And that's what a lot of um, media and pundits have been saying. So again, even if they're four points up, they always seem to lose and come back down to Calgary and Nashville. So, so- Calgary's losing one zero to Vancouver somehow. So yeah, Winnipeg, Winnipeg has about a four point cushion right now with them. And they won tonight. Yeah. But they play Calgary in a head to head and Calgary's got some easy. Ryan matchup. wants Calgary in for some weird reason. Why? Why would I want Calgary in? You've been saying that for the past week or two. They're going to get in. They're going to get in. Yeah, because I don't think Winnipeg is that good. But neither is Calgary. If they get in the playoffs, the roof might be on fire, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would hope so. And you know who you know who the most overrated player in the league is? That was an all-star. Let's see. Josh Morrissey. Oh. I th- I, mean, I would rather what? That's I mean, a hot he take. Had, he hasn't he really missed been him. missed the like, game. I would rather really take been. Brandon Montour than Josh Morrissey. I, I mean, look, the guy barely has scored in his past like 15 games, so well, people say he's not supposed to score, Ryan. He's supposed to defend. That's what they say to me about Brandon Wanter when I talk about his points. That's true. Like, but we need some defensive defenseman on the team. But uh, yeah. maybe they envision Morrissey as an all-around guy. Um, maybe having his career year too. Who knows? Um, yeah, sixty-nine points. Yep, but but most of them came early on. I think he's. Been I would say time. they should look at uh, Shifley because they're like he's a free agent one year. Hellebuck's a free agent one year. And I think Blake Wheeler was in a huge uh, funk as well. And that's someone that they took the captaincy off of. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of questions there. Guess it wasn't all Paul Maurice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, dark days in Winnipeg right now. But uh, yeah, we'll see if they squeak in. I mean, they they were off with, they got off so hot. I think they were ahead at number one. They were in, first at one point above Dallas. Yeah, they were first in the central, or at least battling with Dallas for the number one spot. Now they're seven points behind with two games more than them. So And they might be playing uh the Colorado Avalanche or Golden yeah. Knights or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's definitely gonna be testy over there in Winnipeg. But yeah, a lot to do here in Florida for sure in this next uh two weeks. Uh again we want to say thank you for all the positive energy we've been getting in, in wins or losses from you guys. It's always fun to hear from you guys and the interactions we have are just always Fun and I know Ryan and I have now done three episodes. <clears throat> Still waiting for Ryan to finish third. I know I've been slacking. Uh, to post out on Instagram and on Twitter and stuff like that. That's always been fun and you know meeting you guys and just seeing your guys's uh, answers. They're always fun and I know Ryan loves to 
to uh, interview you guys. And, you know, he's got his eyes on the mamacitas out there. Just one second. Oh, yeah. Hey, send <laughs> it, send it my way. Though? Send it my way. I already seen a couple. I was like, wow. I was like, very impressive, guys. Very impressive, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Are the Florida Panthers copying your guys' idea now with this mini no, mic? No, no. Is everyone copying our they've idea? They've had it. They've had that Everyone's idea. getting on this they media. They're starting this channel. They're doing this. Like, okay. Yeah. The Florida I mean, Panthers. They got eyes on it, David. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm hoping to do something next year that we can maybe do a big, like, uh opening kind of night for a road game kind of where we get a bunch of people together here locally at maybe at a restaurant and watch the game and just again just uh-huh. get the community gathered together for you know the start of the season next year so I'll, I'll plan on that for sure during the summer and uh but yeah those videos are always fun and we're hoping to bring some of that during the summer as well uh not just at panthers Mark? games yeah, maybe like go to Las Olas or something like that. Ask you know people with thoughts on the Panthers. So we'll see what we've got. We've yeah, each location you should bring one of our uh, FLA cats, FP fan members to whatever location it is. So Las Olas, it'd be Lex or you know down at Miami, one of our Miami grads or followers or whatever. So yeah, if, if Lex is ever down here, yeah, we'll for sure get her in there. She's over in Cali or Cody, right? Ryan, Ryan on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, david's not gonna golf ever maybe no, he'll just maybe ride around and he'll have some trulies even if brooks kepka invited him he wouldn't go wow <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't come if it was you me kachuk and kepka nope he, he bully go. ryan on the on the golf course i hope so i mean he's a pro <laughs> so yeah again just thank you guys for all the, the love and the support you guys have given us we're We've doing a lot of giveaways in the Discord, and we're growing through that uh, as well. So those are always fun to chat. So if you haven't been on those, make sure to check out the Discord and stuff like that. So uh, Kirby, Ryan, I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, record this episode. Uh, it's always fun ch- chatting with you guys. Hopefully the next time we we get on here, there's some more positive news and hopefully looking into maybe a uh, postseason berth or meeting against maybe Boston or something like that. So. Yep. Uh, some exciting hockey this weekend so it should be live on spaces after the Columbus game all the best to South Florida college basketball fans out there FAU, sir. University of Miami my team unfortunately didn't uh, make it this year but we've been there before and just experiencing it for the first time um, it's a heck of a ride so if it ends now or if it ends in the championship picks. You always picks. will remember that Sorry? quick picks quick picks uh, quick picks Kirby semifinals and then final real quick Ryan, you start. No, Kirby, you go. You you don't have a a, t- a horse in this race. It'll be. I saw what UConn did to my Zags, and I saw what they've done all tournament. I think they're the best team offensively and defensively remaining. Um, we'll get at least one South Florida team in. Mm-hmm. We might see a Florida Atlantic UConn final. And who I wins? Um, UConn might. Talk about the worst final in NCAA. UConn history. might win by one or two blowouts. U- UConn's the only team remaining that has championships to their name, and yeah. sometimes that does matter. So this would be, I think, their third. So I will lean UConn maybe over Florida Atlantic. I think one of these games will be close. One will be a blowout. I'm sorry to say, Ryan, but if Connecticut keeps playing how they do, then uh, it could be a hey. Be the, the Canes, game. the Canes beat the one, two, and the four seed. So I, I don't know Very if it'll massively. be a pushover. Do you think it could be a blowout either way? Canes no, I think it'll be a close game. I, I don't think. Okay, because I think that other one will be close. But that yeah, game might be sure. a blowout. But I, I wouldn't put it past Miami because they've blown out Houston and some teams like very impressive yeah. and come back on Texas. So anything can happen. But I'll say UConn and FAU. UConn wow. win. Right. right. 
Oh man, I, I don't even want to pick. Who did I pick? Did I pick the Canes last time? <laughs> Ryan thought the Canes were going to lose the first game, and I started watching, and they were down five points to Drake, and they came back. I'm like, they got to put the press on. And Kirby, then it was bad. They've been on fire. They've been on fire. So, Coach Kirby, I, I want a Canes FAU final so bad. Oh, I don't know if it'll happen. Just does it ever happen? Those dream sequences? No, they never do. Canes FAU. Canes win. There you go. Ooh. All right. I didn't think the biggest Canes game David? of my life would be. Uh, I'm not saying. I mean, I, I graduated from FAU about seven years ago now, or I think it's they've eight. had a really good side side of the bracket. They've had a really good, uh, and even San Diego State, they're very good defensively. But FAU could knock down those threes. And... Yeah, I mean, just nice to see the alma mater in a really relative game, and whether it's football or basketball, it's always nice to see that. So. Both South Florida teams are underdogs just quickly here. Connecticut's yeah. favored five and a half and uh, San Diego State's favored by two and a half. So Yeah, I mean, I'll go FAU to make it to the final against UConn and then uh, UConn's, I mean, UConn's UConn. Like Kirby said, they've got the pedigree, the history and stuff like that. I mean, if Miami makes it, that would be very impressive. But I think no matter what, both teams got to, you know, be impressed with how far you got to play a, it's been a great ball. season either way for both teams yeah no, exactly. i mean fau probably wasn't even projected to get into the tournament and miami was probably you know probably seated properly but to make it to the final four is is crazy very, very impressive Played their best ball of the year and um yeah they anything's possible when you get to final four even if you lose in the sweet 16 or lead eight that's usually a good run right. for a lot of schools and programs right mm-hmm. right so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, like I said, appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Appreciate always the reviews, likes, and comments uh, from you guys. So uh, until I see you guys next time, thank you, Ryan Kirby, for uh, st- uh, keeping up with my uh, my late-night antics here. And uh, <laughs> not, don't uh, celebrate too hard, Ryan, if the Canes do win. Uh, I might. But uh, hopefully the Panthers come out with a nice win in Columbus. And then uh, – back home for some home cooking to to finish the season uh the right way so thank you guys for listening hope you guys enjoyed and as always until next time go panthers go cats